Hey everybody, Mark here. Thanks so much for tuning in. And this is the first edition of our Campus Takeover podcast. We're super excited to have these for each of our campuses and our central ministries telling you what's going on at Menlo, whether it's your home campus or not, and some of the exciting things and ways that we can partner together as one church in many locations to help spur each other on. So this is a really fun episode with Jess and the Mountain View Campus. Let's check it out. Well, welcome everybody to Menlo Midweek. It's a special Menlo Midweek. It's a Menlo Midweek takeover. That's right. Partially takeover, because I'm still here, unfortunately. You still have to have me here. But so many crazy things. First off, today, we are in our brand new studio space. Woo-hoo. Super right. exciting. Shout out to Mark, who did so much work for this. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching video, thanks to Matt for helping a little bit and all the other people who helped. This is so fun. It's going to be even better. So thank you. If you have any sort of production podcast studio stuff experience and you would like to help us text us at 650-600-0402 we're never going to stop asking for help (laughs) and it's also special like i said it's a takeover we are leading up to a big volunteer fair august 20th at all of our campuses and we thought it'd be a great way uh to bring in some of our campus teams to talk about their campus, some of the volunteer opportunities, their ministries and stuff like that. So we are starting, I don't know actually which one's being released first, but the first one we're recording is with Mountain View. (laughs) And I asked Mark if I could host this one since this is my alma mater where Uh I got started was the Mountain View campus. So first off we have Matt Summers, campus pastor here. Matt, why don't you say hi and introduce your team? Hey, so uh, my name is Matt, campus pastor at Mountain View. Um, By way of... uh, uh, online by way of South City. So <laughs> by way I, of I, New York. I, I, yes, by way of New York, by way of many ways. Um, and I am here uh, with two of my campus team, Ethan Larios, our worship leader, and Joy Reeve-Mita, our discipleship director. Awesome. So excited you guys are here. So why don't we start, uh, say, well, we already said what your name and what you do here is. So that's great. So maybe where you're from, a quick thing about how you came to Menlo. And fun icebreaker question is going to be this. You're driving, you're going somewhere you're a little nervous about. Maybe it's a doctor's appointment for me. Maybe it's a first date, something like that. And you get nervous. What is a song that you would play to calm those nerves? Or maybe you're like, I would put on the Bible podcast. <laughs> maybe that works too. Or you pray, whatever it is. What do you, maybe what do you do to calm your nerves? But a song would be great. You want to go ahead and start, Joy? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm as they said i'm joy Rivmita. i've been at menlo about 22 years wow um not on staff i came uh first through to the crossing which was wh- what we called sank back then <laughs> 22 <laughs> years ago um and then we were at cafe for a while we wound up at the mountain view campus and um yeah that's how that's how i came to menlo mm-hmm. um i've been on staff about eight years and um Scott Pombush invited me to come try out Connections when that was just getting going, and that was supposed to be temporary, part-time, <laughs> right. 15 hours. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, fast forward eight, eight and a half years, and it's full-time and adult <laughs> discipleship. So it's been a wonderful ride. Nice. Um, and yeah, I, let's see, originally I'm a California girl, born and raised Southern California first, and um, now been in the Bay Area about 20 years. Or no, 30 years. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and let's see. I think, yeah, music is helpful. What would be the song? Hmm. 
I love a good uh, Gladys Knight song to Ooh. get me in the right mood. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right, thanks, Joy. Sure. Ethan, awesome. Well, yeah, I'm Ethan. I don't know how to top that. I haven't been here 22 years. I've been here <laughs> eight months. Woo! Uh, I come by way of Fresno, which is very far away. Just kidding. It's only two hours away. But it feels <laughs> like a whole different ecosystem. And right now it's super hot, so I'm grateful to be here. I came to Menlo. I wish it was more spiritual than this, but it was 10 o'clock. And I was just Googling worship leader jobs. Mm. And Menlo popped up. And I said, I know Menlo. I'll apply. Finished the application at like 1 a.m., submitted it. And I was like, they're going to look at this and be like, what is going on? <laughs> I got a call the next day. So the wow. rest is history. And yeah, it's good. And to answer your question, I think I'd listen to Bad Reputation by Joan Jett. Ooh. Just kidding. No, I wouldn't. That's, oh. that's like, I was like, that's a great song. Listen, there's a great song by Christian Zima. It's called God and Prozac. So I'd listen mm. to that. Okay. Nice. Cool. Okay, great. Uh, my name is Matt, uh, originally from Long Island, New York, born and raised there, 36 years spent there, relocated to the Bay Area for Menlo. Um, I have been uh, on staff here for a little over three years. Uh, been an interesting three years at that. Feels <laughs> feels like 30 years. If I, you're doing that I've math, you yeah. moved here right before a yeah. maybe global pandemic, yeah, as we yeah, call no, it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, right. February of 2020. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was quite a time. Started at Menlo in March of 2020. Everything was bananas. So yeah. um, it's been a wild ride. Uh, but I've loved, you know, and cherished and also, you know, battled with <laughs> every minute of it. It's been fantastic. Um I feel like I'm skipping a question, but was it the car question next? Is that it? Sure. Yes, yeah. So here's my thing. I actually don't get anxious on the road ever. In fact, I need music to pump me up <laughs> when I'm on the road. Okay, that works. So yeah, yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, if I'm going to zone out, it's the NPR app. I'll just lo load that up and you know the algorithm will push all the news to me. But if I need to get pumped up, it's like really heavy, like early to mid 90s stuff like mm. heavy heavy stuff that'll get me pumped up anytime. like heavy metal i mean or borderline like you, you, you i would incorporate some grunge in there as well okay. yeah yeah but yeah some grunge a little you know a little bit of metal occasionally some new metal that's nu metal oh yeah yeah so mm -hmm. yeah that stuff that stuff gets me going all right yeah yeah uh i'll just say buy a song well i just put on lizzo because like she's mm. incredible and she's got so much like women are amazing and I'm like yeah so that's what I like to put on when I get a little nervous about stuff um, okay start a little spiritual how did you become a Christian maybe a one minute snapshot of what that looked like in your life whoever wants to go first that can think of it that quickly I'll jump in All right. um, yeah born and raised in a family of faith mm -hmm. uh, and it was a wonderful experience my dad was a pastor uh, Pentecostal charismatic church attended an independent fundamentalist Baptist uh, school from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, so I had a lot of like early experiences with Christianity that was just, I would say, maybe a bit more extreme, but really found God, found a mentor, found a faith of my own in a community when I got a little bit older, around 17, mm. 18 years old. Um, it was a Sunday night service at a Missouri Synod Lutheran church that was for college young adult, and it was right in the midst of the emergent cool church movement mm. and uh it just it hit home for me and that started me on the path to sort of not just you know knowing about christianity but owning my faith cool yeah all right ethan yeah so also a pastor's kid born and raised in the church probably 
on like the second week I was born, I was in there. Um, so I accepted Christ into my heart as a six-year-old. Yeah. I think I had a six-year-old understanding, and I think it was genuine. But I think that was part of the beginning of my journeying with Jesus. And mm. throughout high school and college, I've had, you know, as everyone does, the tension of making this faith my own, or mm. am I going to leave this to the side? And met a lot of good mentors and people who were older than me, even younger than me, or even the same age who taught me more of what it looks like to walk with Jesus and spend time. Most of my early childhood and understanding of the Christianity was what not to do mm. and like yeah. not so much what to do. Yeah. And even now moving beyond to, well, it's just about abiding in Jesus. And so, yeah, I'd say six years old, but continually day by day, accepting yeah. him every day. So Cool. That's great. Ditto, Ethan. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, I six years old also, um, and my mom, uh, I told my mom, hey, I think I want to be a, a Christian. I'm mm -hmm. ready to be baptized. And uh, she said, well, let's have a little conversation about this with your dad. <laughs> and so they walked me through the different, to make sure that there was an understanding at mm -hmm. least of what I was getting into and the commitment. And um, they said, yeah, I think you're ready. Mm -hmm. um, so was baptized when I was six or seven and been in the church ever since. Been an interesting um, journey. I grew up in um, a Baptist church, then uh, went to a Assemblies of God, so Pentecostal church in high school, and uh, then wound up at a Presbyterian church <laughs> in mm. my adult life. So, and I feel like that's kind of been the journey. Like you, you grow and you find different ways um, of expressing your faith. Mm. Um, and I'd agree. I think um, it was about rules growing up. And then um, I had an experience when I was 16 where, or about to turn 16 when I had back surgery. And it was the first time that mm. I really felt like um, Jesus, like I really understood my relationship was with Jesus and mm. like he was there for me personally. So, and then different times in adult life where I need to stretch my faith and and be understand that God's okay with me being mad at him mm -hmm. or, you know, what have you. So it's been a growing faith and <clears throat> the exciting part is we get to keep growing. Yeah. <laughs> through yeah. our whole life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing, guys. I love hearing those stories. Um, okay, to the business. Take some time. Let's tell a little bit about your ministry. Uh, maybe share a story of life change or something that God has used your ministry for. Maybe something unexpected or impactful. And kind of like, why why do you lead that ministry and why is it important to you? And then Matt will talk a little bit about some of the other ministries that aren't represented at this table. Either of you prefer to go first? I'll jump in. Joy, all right. Okay. Um, so currently I am involved in adult discipleship is my ministry. Um, and that encompasses everything from life groups to our spiritual formation retreat we do as a church um, and a bunch of other things. Um, and I love life groups. I love that I've been involved in it. Even when I was working Connections, I found my way of getting involved in life groups mm -hmm. because um, I think they're essential to building community. We um, have... Mountain View, we have um, a few life, what we call life group communities that mm. are, are on campus groups that are larger groups that meet in small, smaller, um, uh, or they're large groups and then they break into small table groups. And one of the most impactful stories recently is a couple of years ago, we got a phone call at the church and somebody in our man cave group had passed away kind of suddenly mm. and tragically. And his ex-wife <laughs> called and said, hey, his group needs to know about this. Mm. And she knew and her daughter knew, her adult daughter knew how important that group was mm. and that they needed to be 
to know right away. And it was summertime, so they weren't meeting. And what was amazing about that experience is those guys um, pulled together and they put together, they worked with Matt, put together a celebration of life hmm. for him very quickly. And um, they, the leader of his table group uh, actually came alongside the daughter and ex-wife and was just very um, pastoral to them, mm. you know, as a, a group leader. And then um, I, I think the most touching thing was this daughter, was, it's an adult daughter, was away far from church and far from God. And um, each gentleman that got up to share about his, the father and the memory mm. told her directly how precious she was to him oh my gosh and it was just the most beautiful thing to have like he was almost speaking to her from beyond you know through these guys so that was an amazing thing and a chance for her to reconnect with faith and church and and really feel the 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 love and the connection that can happen in a church community Yeah. yeah wow I got the chills, and I don't know if it's because the AC is blaring out on me or that, or it's probably a combination of both. I'm actually surprised I got through that whole story without chilling. I, I, I was, was waiting right for it. There, I was like, right oh, there. I can see the lump coming in her throat. Yes. <laughs> cool, Ethan. Good luck following yeah, that. I was like, I don't know how. I do songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Music no. is Dig fun. Music. Yeah, do, <laughs> the musics. do the music. Um, yeah, so I am in charge of sort of the worship element in our gathering with production, and I do that with the dynamic duo of Eric Pennington and Judy Ho, which mm-hmm. if you're listening, thank you for all that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So really, we're, we just plan the time of singing and all those elements in between to make sure we provide an atmosphere where people can connect to God through the music and the time of singing and reflection. Um, I think the reason I'm really passionate about it, and I could probably share a lot of stories, but the main reason is I've always found it a lot easier to remember truth through singing it. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. a lot of the things that you probably remember, like your ABCs, mm-hmm. I can't say my ABCs without singing it. <laughs> I also cannot say the quadratic formula without singing the X is equal to negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. Like, I oh don't, my gosh, I, can only I do never that, learned that. I that but song. Yeah. Um, and so I have just found that I think singing worship or singing songs of praise are a great way to help people remember uh, what their identity is in Christ, who Christ is. And obviously that's not the whole gist, right? You're not going to get a whole theology statement in five minutes. It's mm-hmm. impossible. But my hope would be that uh, the time that they spend singing and remembering that, that would lead them to the source, which is God himself. Mm-hmm. And they'd spend more time learning about, you know, what the next step in their journey is. And mm-hmm. so we have a great opportunity to do that at Mountain View. And it's just encouraging to see that across students, across adults, across the elderly, because everyone is really, uh, you know, fighting their own battle and in their own journey. So I really love being a part of that, you know, just process of them taking the next step in their faith. Mm. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. I can still say all of the states in alphabetical order because I learned it in a song in third grade. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona. <laughs> I won't do the whole thing, but you're totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, just speaking into both of those things, um, you're working backwards from it. So, to to Ethan's point, like what I love about worship in the in the faith community, um, and I've shared this with our church before, is that it sometimes puts handles on thoughts, ideas, or feelings or stirrings that maybe an individual has but they don't know how to express them. Mm. Um, it primes that pump a little bit, and it also um, can help you um, declare things that maybe you're not ready to 
say personally, mm-hmm. but it helps you verbalize. It puts a it puts a framework in place yeah. for you to talk about spiritual things, um, and that's what I love about worship. And so. Um, whether you're young or old, new, or uh, you've been in the church a very long time, um, there's a place for you in the, in the worship aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, it has meaning, it has purpose, it has significance. And then, Joy, to your story, I mean, I can remember that. That was one of the mm-hmm. first things that kind of yeah. happened to me at Mountain View. And, right. you know, I've done my I've done my fair share as a pastor of, of marrying and burying, and those are all, you know, they're, they're part of the circle of life, so to speak. Um, but this individual, you know, having been pretty new to Mountain View and not really uh, knowing him, knowing the family too much, all it took was, you know, we picked up the phone and mm-hmm. talked to his community and talked to um, the men that he had been in fellowship with and in accountability. And I just got to take a seat and yeah. watch that unfold mm-hmm. from the from the individuals that knew him, that did life with him, that he was um, honest, vulnerable, and even accountable to yeah. in a lot of ways. And it was one of the most beautiful um, succession of eulogies I had ever seen take place. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like both of these elements speak to the importance and the integrity of community, the Mm -hmm. necessary purpose of intentional spiritual um, gathering that, uh, that moves the needle of humanity forward in Mm -hmm. a way that like you just can't get anywhere else. Hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. So where is your ministry headed? What are some hopes and dreams maybe you have? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? And one of the reasons this whole podcast is a pitch for volunteers as well. We'll, Again, (laughs) we'll have a big fair in August. So you'll hear more about about that coming soon. Um, But yeah, what are some of the quick, you know, volunteer roles or um, maybe ones that like people don't even realize are like a way that they can volunteer on your team? And then maybe Matt, you can talk a little bit about some of the other ways people can volunteer in the different ministries at Mountain View. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it first since you went first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, if you sing or play an instrument, (laughs) I would say, let's get in touch. I think it's a great opportunity for someone to use their giftings um, to not only express how they feel, but also be a part of a team and do that together. I think Mm -hmm. it's really awesome. But also, um, if maybe you're not musical or perhaps that's maybe not something you're inclined to do, you could also serve on our production and tech team. Mm -hmm. They are honestly super underrated. They Mm -hmm. often don't get enough credit because they, without them, we can't really do any of the service for gathering. So if you would like to serve in that, either running slides, helping the pro presenter, or running lights, if you can push buttons and do so, In a time window, I think it'd be great for you. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll find, um, yeah, it's just a really interesting perspective to serve in that capacity. So, nice. yeah. Do you have any hopes or dreams for your ministry? What are you excited about coming forward or going forward? Yeah, uh, I think I'm excited personally to continue to get to know the Mountain View community mm-hmm. since it's only been uh, eight months and to continue to grow in that. I think I'm excited to grow our team uh, numerically, but also just in our depth of understanding of what our identity is in Christ Jesus Mm -hmm. and also having that communicated to our congregation so that when we sing, when we gather, um, it doesn't feel like we just ran through the motions or Mm -hmm. anything like that. It feels like we spent some intentional time together. And I'm excited to just continue being a part of that process and joining the process that all the other worship leaders are doing and the ones before me have been a part of as well. Mm. So That's great. Exciting. That's great, yeah. So, oh. 
Where do, I'm trying to narrow it down. There's <laughs> so much I'm excited about. I think that if I boil it down, um, one of the things we say around here is that everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. And we are really leaning into that in this season um, yeah. at Menlo in general, but I think especially in ministries at Mountain View. Mm-hmm. Um, two ways I see that really pop up and where we need volunteers um, is uh, in the fall, our whole church is joining the Bay Area, about 130 or more churches in the mm-hmm. Bay Area, and doing this Explore God. God. Yeah. Uh, yay. Um, so it's really cool experience. Um, if you've ever been a part of the Alpha Ministry, it's kind of like that, except um, we're it, we're including Sunday mornings mm-hmm. in it. So it it is even more of a catalyst. So um, in terms of that, we would love to have you, if you're interested, um, help us lead our on-campus group or start a group of your own. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the Explore God is that you can do the curriculum within your current life group and just do it that way. You can invite people to your life group mm-hmm. if you have one that's already going and um, get have people that may not have had the opportunity to go through that curriculum, go through it. Yeah. And that, that could be people at church. Those could be your neighbors, mm-hmm. too, that you're inviting. Yeah. Um, so that's another way to get involved. Um, and I am looking for um, people that are interested in starting new groups so that people who aren't in a group can uh, jump into one and get involved in the, this curriculum. It is a curriculum that uh, goes through like the seven big questions that we have um, about faith and life. And while that is super important for people that are seeking or not sure what they think about Christianity or following Jesus, it's actually the really important questions for all of us as Christians, yeah. um, wherever we're at in our walk, to be asking. So yeah. um, really excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece is um, we're really leaning into our building a solid disability inclusion ministry mm. at Mountain View. Cool. And so that's been really awesome. We have two amazing volunteers, um, Alyssa Larios, uh, Ethan's <laughs> wife, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Riley Mulcahy, Mulcahy sorry, <laughs> um, who are um, helping spearhead that. Um, and so what that looks like is we have a Minds of All Kinds game night mm-hmm. that we do once a month that's uh, open to everybody and to really build community of inclusion. And then uh, we are looking for volunteers right now who could um, serve as buddies or um, intake help, what have you, um, as hosts for some spaces we're hoping to create um, within our worship space Mm. um, for people that um, just need a little bit of adaptation to Mm. be included in our services. So um, really cool stuff happening, and we want to partner with people and if you have a heart for that and a heart for just inclusion across the board, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk to you. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. That's great. I mean, hearing those, I, I would hope that some people feel stirred and inspired. But I also think within the modern era, within convenience, within more automation, and with even in the growing church structure of adding more staff and having more vocational ministry, there can be this thought, this idea where you as a church person say, I attend church, I check that spiritual box, Mm. and I am good. Mm. And I think that maybe we have fallen by the wayside of not encouraging and or challenging and or affirming people to say, we don't just want you as a volunteer. Like this is is part 
holistically mm-hmm. part of your existence on earth mm-hmm. as a Christian. Um, and I really truly believe that. I, I And I don't say that from a place of like, we need you. I'm like, you need this, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like sure. yeah, you need this way more than we need you mm-hmm. um, is, is kind of where my head is at on this. So, I mean, yeah, if you can, if you have a specialty uh, like playing an instrument or singing and you're just kind of sitting on that, I mean, we would love to talk to you, but mm-hmm. This is where I think the church differs from the secular marketplace because the world has gatekeeping. The world will say to you, mm, "No, you didn't. You didn't go to school for this. You don't have this." Mm-hmm. You, but if you in, nowadays, if you apply for a job, if you have or if you have or do not have the wrong information on the pre-screening form, you know AI is going to pull you out of the the, <laughs> the equation so quickly you won't even get an interview. Mm-hmm. Like that's how the 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 secular marketplace, that's how the economy works. And in mm-hmm. God's economy, everything is completely reversed. Where it's like, no, 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 you're a human. You know, you are created with inherent, infinite <laughs> dig- dignity, mm-hmm. value, and worth, and you have a place and a purpose here. And it just reminds me, most recently, Joy, of um, the last time we did communion. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have, uh, we do have a special needs community at Mountain View. And I feel that, um, I feel that as a pastor and I feel it as a parent. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, the parent of a, <coughs> of a son um, who is developmentally disabled. And so, uh, what we did recently, we kind of had this conversation around communion, what it means to serve, what it means to participate in the sacraments. And we have um, two young men um, who are developmentally disabled, and they have both been able to serve um, the sacrament to the church mm. community. Um, and like that to me, that's the work of, of God's kingdom. So, um, you know, wherever you find yourself, um, on the spectrum of existence, you have something to offer. Um, and not only do you have something to offer, like you ought to be mm-hmm. offering that. Uh, so it's important, it's significant. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. So that's just a little bit of a sneak peek at what's going on at the Mountain View campus. You know, they've got students and kids, yes. connections, yeah. all of those awesome things. And you can learn all about those things at the Volunteer Fair, August 20th. Mm. There'll be plenty of promo about it, so you won't miss it. Um, before we end, did you want to talk about this telephone uh, note for yes. the audio? Uh, there's a red dial phone I'm sitting sh- on the table. <laughs> I'm sharing today's today's sponsor. Um, okay. today, our, today's show is brought to you in part. Uh, by After the Tone. Um, and here's what I love about this uh, this company here. Um, they've taken, you know, what is sort of just this this visually known sort of thing. You've got this old school rotary style telephone. Ethan, and, have you seen one of these before? He's a little younger. Yeah, I what? know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yes. right? The only reason I know is because I watch Powerpuff Girls and that's the mayor's phone. Oh, well, oh there you go. my gosh. <laughs> well, in my Incredible. era, Ethan, I mean, it was on syndication, but in the original Batman, um, oh, yeah. yes. you know, with yep. Adam yeah. West and Burt Ward yep. um, and Burgess Meredith. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as a penguin. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a red phone, which uh, the uh, Chief O'Hara would pick up to notify Batman and Robin that they needed help. Anyway, this phone um, actually has some modern touches to it. There is a battery inside of it and a hard drive, and it'll run for 12 hours. And the idea is you pick up the phone, and you can record a voice message to an individual. Um, and the phone, once you hang it up, 
will save that mm -hmm. voice message. You send it back to After the Tone and they'll trim down the audio for you. They'll send you all the audio recordings. Um, and if you want, they'll even press a vinyl record for you as a keepsake. Wow. And I brought this on because um, I recently turned 40. And um, last night, without my knowledge, um, my wife invited some folks from our Mountain View community out. Um, and we had a little gathering mm. and the phone was brought there. And so um, I haven't listened to the messages yet because I, I can't, it's locked in there until I send it back. But um, I just know that there will be words of encouragement oh um, and probably some prayers embedded in there. Um, and this is just a really cool way, especially if like you're an introvert and you're not ready to say things to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way to pick up the phone and just kind of record and leave a message there. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in this company, I just think they're amazing. So um, after the tone dot co you can check them out awesome. that's really funny yeah cool. <laughs> all right any last thoughts about the mountain view campus serving opportunities anything you want to share with everybody before we close i'll say there, you know there's a place for you mm -hmm. no matter what um and yeah we do have our kids program we have our connections program which is hosting um and just uh being a welcoming presence mm -hmm. on that campus we have our so student important. program mm -hmm. for our um our students in high school and middle school um there's a place for each and every individual what i love about mountain view is interesting we actually don't have a lobby but we have this amazing outdoor patio mm -hmm. and that place is like the yeah. the the heartbeat of the campus yeah. mm -hmm. all of the amazing stuff happens and there's no better place on earth than where we live in california and the weather that we have mm -hmm. to have an outdoor shaded patio Honestly, to yeah. gather and to do stuff so i mean I mean, it's just that place is I would hang out there, you know, seven days a week. It's amazing. So, yeah, if you're interested, come on by to Mountain View. Yeah, I would just also I think to piggyback a little bit on what Matt was saying that um, that serving in the church and actually being in a life group, serving in a church, committing to being a partner with us, a covenant mm -hmm. partner, um, is about um, your formation, mm -hmm. your own formation. It's not about what the church needs from you. It really is about, yeah. about you um, being formed, being formed by community, um, being formed by commitment and faithfulness to the community. And um, that is something we're lacking mm -hmm. um, in this time, but especially in this place in the Bay yeah. Area. And so I just, I really encourage if you've been wondering, like, maybe I should serve or is there a place for me? Yes, there's mm -hmm. a place for you. We can find a place for anyone. And yes, it will change your life. That's such a good reminder. I feel like, especially with, you know, we're doing this with every campus mm -hmm. and we don't want this to sound like, we need you, come help us. Yeah. While yes, that is partially the case, <laughs> it's more about your spiritual formation yeah. and life change. And I mean, I have I was at Mountain View for 12 years and some of my best friends still yes. attend there. Mm -hmm. And I did student ministries. I was on the worship team. Some of those relationships I've I will have for my life. And I, you know, yeah. became a, I feel like I became a Christian adult at the yeah. Mountain View campus. Yeah. So special place in my heart. And then also just, you know, not just Mountain View, but Menlo in general. Any last, you don't have to have any, but any last thoughts? Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to mention, if you're a student and you're, and you're listening and you play music, Ooh, you can serve yes. on the student worship team. Yep, Love to just talk to you. It'd be great. Also, student, you can serve in production as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you've all said it, So, but I'll reemphasize it again. I think I have found that I personally connect with the Lord best through music. Mm -hmm. so it's a way that I, it's part of my spiritual formation. And so I think the wonderful opportunity about being in the church is you get to do the thing that helps you commune with the Lord with others, mm -hmm. do it in community. Yeah. Yep. And so as much as it is a service you know, to the church, to the community, unto the Lord, it also is for you as you walk with Him. So. Amen. It's beautiful. All right. Well, let me pray for Mountain View and you guys, and then we will end here. So, God, we're just uh, so grateful 
um, for this team, not just these three, but the rest of the staff at Mountain View and um, all of the work that they do to not just put together a nice Sunday service, God, but to serve you, to serve the community, to um, come together and just um, just be in community and be with you, God. Um, we pray as people are listening to this, God, as maybe you're tugging on their hearts to serve in some way, shape, or form, God, that you will just um, give them that extra push to just get on our website and hit that send button, God. Um, we're just so grateful for Matt and his leadership, um, and we're so grateful for all the current volunteers um, mm -hmm. that are helping at Men Menlo and um, all of the future volunteers, God. We're so excited what you have for us in the future and how we can um, come together and serve you better, Lord. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. See you, everybody.